Has someone ever said something to you and you immediately got angry and started yelling at them or felt that hot flush coming up through your body? Now, if you're a mom, you have probably done this with your kids. I know I did. Or maybe even in your relationship. I've done that too. This happens to all of us, yet there's a way we can help ourselves when we feel this reaction coming on and being able to turn it into a response. Stay with me to learn more. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. If you said yes when I asked if you've ever gotten angry at someone out of what seems like nowhere after they've said something, you're in the right place because we've all done it. And there are some of us that continue to do it. And then some of us we're learning that we can respond. We're going to talk about responding versus reacting. Now, if you're like me, you spent a good chunk of your life reacting. I didn't grow up in a household that provided safety enough to learn that I could respond. With all that chaos going on, I needed to be quick with my reactions, either with my words or physical reactions to keep myself safe. Can you relate? When we react It's coming from a place of hurt, and it's like that gut reaction on those beliefs and wounds that sometimes we don't know are there, like we've talked about in other episodes. When we respond, it comes from a place of calmness and healing. That's the place we want to make our decisions and choices from. Reactions aren't about peace and calm. They are about safety. Responses are solution-oriented, and they seek to improve our lives and the situations. You actually feel better after a good response, and you probably feel kind of shitty after a reaction. I know I do. Because you've got all that cortisol running around because you've been activated around something that you didn't even realize was there. Yet, there are some things that we can do about this. Rather than allowing our thoughts to arise and our body to react to them, we can use a pause between the stimulus and response, which helps us to determine our next effective course of action. So I'll give you an example of what I mean. So a reaction would be, someone breaks something in your house by accident. Yet you immediately react by getting angry, probably yelling, upsetting the other person and yourself, causing a rift in the relationship because you're saying things that are probably pretty hurtful. Okay, yeah, that was me. (laughs) I did that with my ex. 
Okay. Now a response would be someone breaks something by accident in your house. You notice your anger rising up. Yet instead of yelling, you pause, take a breath, and step away for a moment to consider the situation and to calm down. By learning to respond, we can learn to not let our thoughts and the everyday situations of life control us. And we're going to talk about how to do this in just a little bit. But what I'd like to do now is revisit what a core belief is that could be the culprit for having us react instead of respond. So as a reminder, we've talked about this, and I know you've heard about this probably many times when you're into self-development. But core beliefs are basic beliefs that we hold about ourselves and other people and the world. They are how you perceive and interpret the world you live in. Beliefs are formed in our early years of life, and they are stored in our subconscious part of our brain. And our brain will test all sorts of situations through the filter of these beliefs for safety. So we have a couple things going on in this magnificent brain of ours. Our brain's number one job is to keep us safe and alive. That's why we have all the automatic processes of breathing and heartbeat. All that happening without us even doing anything. And then there's the safety part. And this is where the beliefs come in. These are the beliefs that we have formed, which are things we believe to be true based on what we have told ourselves or someone else has told us about ourselves that we took on as truth. (sighs) Yeah, deep breath. I'm going to repeat that. These are the beliefs that we have formed, which are things we believe to be true based on what we have told ourselves or someone else has told us about ourselves that we took on as truth. These beliefs are formed earlier in life, and they're based on our thoughts about our experiences, what we also see modeled for us from our caregivers and teachers, and it's about the advice others give us growing up. That's how beliefs are formed. I'm going to also add that we infer what people think about us in our younger years, which can have us believing things that are not true, and by infer, I mean what we interpret their meaning to be. What studies are showing is that these beliefs being formed in our childhood are defined by our adolescent thinking. So if we continue to hold some of these truths as we get into adulthood, they may not be actually true for us because the definition of these beliefs is still from our adolescent years. In our childhood, we are supposed to be more egocentric and we are more emotional rather than objectively logical as our brains mature. I mean, do you remember your preteen and teen years? Gee, many Christmas. Lots of hormones and emotions going on for me. Uh, I don't know about you, but it was for me. And man, I do not want to revisit those years at all. How about you? Hmm? Nah. Uh-uh. Also, In our adolescence, we didn't have much practicality or flexibility. And you know, I don't know about you, but we pretty much ignored consequences. Oh, 
You know, I spent one summer grounded the whole summer. Yeah, of course I didn't do anything wrong, but I was grounded all summer. I didn't get the consequences part. But you know, as we get into our 20s, our prefrontal cortex matures and we're able to think of others more and and make better judgments and understand consequences for our actions. Yet, most of us hang on to these beliefs defined by our adolescent understanding. Now, core beliefs usually start with an I statement, as in, I'm not good enough, or I'm not lovable. Those are the ones I see the most with my clients. Now, we can have supporting beliefs along with these core beliefs. So for I'm not good enough, the supporting belief could be, people would not like me if they knew the truth about me. That was definitely mine, because I felt so much shame, right, and guilt. Now, for I'm not lovable, the supporting belief is nobody loves me. Supporting beliefs are a prediction of what others will do or maybe have done that is the result of your core belief. What I mean is that if you think no one loves you, it may be that if it weren't for that negative core belief, you would have been able to receive that love. It's possible that the core negative belief is what guided people to react the way they did to you. So do you see where this would then give that core negative belief the idea of being true? I believe I'm not lovable. I learned it from childhood. And yet all these people in my life are showing me that, okay, that was mine. All of my relationships, I was dissed all the time and wasn't taken seriously and not seen and heard, right? So I believed it. It became true for me. Having this core negative belief hidden from our conscious mind, but it's still in our unconscious mind. And then our brain keeps referring to it because it fills its truth, right? It's using it as a filter. This is what has us react when we aren't even aware of it. Creating the awareness of the beliefs is super important. And we will be talking about that in another episode because I have an exercise for you around that. Yet, for a lot of us, we have an understanding of our core negative beliefs as we've been working on them for quite a while now, (laughs) a long time. And this process will be better when we do have that understanding of the core negative beliefs and making the conscious effort to be aware of them so we don't get sideswiped by them. Now, the caveat here is that we can still be sideswiped when we are tired and hungry and feeling overwhelmed and worried. Yet, this happens less frequently when we are able to create awareness around the beliefs and then be able to respond versus react. So, what is this process? You know, I like steps. So, here's four steps that I'd like you to try. So, when you feel your insights getting frustrated or you feel that, that, you know, anger rising, you, number one, pause. Now this is learned. You get to create this response as it helps to bring in awareness. Remember, we're creating awareness first. We've got to get a pattern interrupt here. So we pause. You know, I learned this in AA years ago. And in the big book, it says that pause when agitated or doubtful. And I thought that was crazy. I couldn't pause. I was so reactionary. 
So learning to pause was really huge for me. So we practice this. We catch ourselves. Because when we pause, it helps us to, number two, take a breath. This is super important because this helps our brain to interrupt that trigger and helps you think better and make a better choice. It's amazing at what a breath will do. You're triggered. You're angry. You go... And right there, it gives you that moment to be able to then, number three, ask this question, what is the outcome I truly desire? Or another way to say it is, what do I want here? What do I want? Underneath it all, we want to be seen and heard and know we matter. This is one of those things aren't being met when we're triggered. Underneath it all, we want to be seen, heard, and know we matter. We understood. But one of those things aren't being met, one or more, aren't being met when we're triggered. Okay? So then, number four, we take action. Because, of course, we need action whenever we become aware, we take our breath. We've got to take action. So... What that involves is step away if needed. All right, adult timeouts are really good, right? If it's with another person and they're right there, ask that person for clarity. This is huge in relationships. I heard you say such and such, or when you said that, I felt this. I felt not heard, or I felt disregarded or disrespected. I felt, right? When you said this, I felt this. Ask for clarity. Most people do not. And that's what ends up making huge, gigantic rifts in relationships. And the other one is take care of yourself by talking it out with a trusted friend, coach, or therapist who can give you an unbiased ear and reflection. Right. If you're with somebody, because sometimes we can get sideswiped that takes us out for a couple days and we really need to talk about it. We really need to get an unbiased ear and reflection. When we can pause, we slow down the reaction and we can turn it into a response. Ways of learning to slow down our responses or our reactions, I mean, are journaling. This is to learn more about what's triggering us, meditation and Working forgiveness processes like we're learning through this podcast. Now, remember, we don't do anything without a benefit, right? So benefits of pausing is that it gives you a sense of accomplishment. It makes room for new experiences. You're not dependent on others. And you become a giver rather than a taker. So more abundance is available to you. And the other thing is you feel empowered. So there are some suggested responses to help you in different situations on the free download I have for you on my podcast resource page called Responding Versus Reacting. And we're going to put that link in the show notes. I'd love to hear your experience with Responding Versus Reacting. I'd love for you to send me an email at brenda at brendareesecoaching.com. I really value your thoughts and experiences, and I thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care. Thank you.